This is episode 95 of Two Views and Movies podcast on Godzilla, King of the Monsters. Want to ring the bell? All right. Ding, ding. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Two Views Movies Podcast, a spoiler-filled podcast from Kansas City, Missouri, by two guys who love watching movies almost as much as we love arguing about them. I'm Garrett. And I'm Carson. And we are talking Godzilla, King of the Monsters today, the, the follow-up to the 2014 Godzilla movie and the, I think it was 2017, Kong Skull Island? Uh, 17 sounds right, yeah. Sure. We'll just go, we'll go with, with that. that. Yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll sound Ish. like we know if, what if we're you, talking about. Yeah. <laughs> I think we're just going to dive right into this one because um, I'm anxious to get going because I, I know where we're a little bit different on this one. So we're going to go straight into talking about our sponsor real quick. <laughs> Blue Springs 8 Theaters owned by Miller Theaters, where you can go see movies there in luxury recliners, grab a drink at the lounge out front. Uh, we mentioned in the last episode, if you're listening week to week, they have a lobby full of more luxury chairs that they're adding into, I think four more theaters does that sound right yes they have four more that they're they're currently renovating as we speak and and i think my favorite thing one of my favorite things about miller theaters is they have coke products you know <laughs> i mean it's it, the small it's, things it, it is it is you go there you get your popcorn and then you have to get a pepsi no or a i mean i always default to mountain dew at that point but you know you feel like when you go to a theater that you you need coke products and that's just, and I'm a bit of a a Coke addict, uh, if you want to quote me on that. Um, that I just need Sounds my like Coke you're a soda up. snob. <laughs> well, I mean, it's Coke or or nothing really for me. And and they have that. And, and I truly appreciate that that move. So kudos, because there's nothing more disappointing than, than walking into the machine and realizing it's just Pepsi products. So Miller I, Theater I have a has, like has this, the Coke. <laughs> I have a feeling like this is going to ignite some Twitter conflicts about I mean, people that might like Pepsi who are because, uh, you know, I talked about movie snacks last time. And I know we got a few tweets back on on that with my love for Sour Patch Kids. But now you're igniting a, a soda war here in the middle of our episode. I mean, there's got to be there's people that don't mind Pepsi. There's there's nobody that's that's just Pepsi over Coke. That can't be They're like, <laughs> oh, no, no, Pepsi's fine. Not, they don't prefer Pepsi. Those, I mean, that just shouldn't exist. <laughs> well, if you love Pepsi, uh, you can find Carson on Twitter at, <laughs> at Carson Graf. Uh, bombard him with all your uh, hot Pepsi takes. And I will say my favorite thing about Miller Theaters, which I understand why theaters don't do this, but I like that they did, which is they had guest Wi-Fi there. So while I was sitting there uh, waiting for John Wick 3 to start a few weeks ago, I could actually get on the Wi-Fi and browse the internet, which usually you can with your cell signal, but sometimes it's weak. But I get why they don't encourage that because they want people on their phones during the movie. But that was huge. I like the, the free Wi-Fi. Yeah, that that was handy. And then also the uh, the phone chargers in the seats. I'd, I was curious of to when that would come in handy. But if you're caught there during a tornado, very handy <laughs> to, yes. have, to have the, the, the chargers so you can check the radar with the Wi-Fi, but also charge your phone uh, during the tornado, which I got to witness Aladdin during. So that was that was good. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. If you missed last week's episode, you missed our our breakdown of Carson being stuck in a tornado warning inside a movie theater for an hour. So I have to go back and catch <laughs> the, the details on that one. Um, so now that that's out of the way, a few other house cleaning items, I guess you can, we already mentioned, you can find Carson on Twitter at, at Carson Graf. You can find me on Twitter at, at two views Garrett. We're both on Facebook. Uh, you can find the site at two views movies.com. Uh, we're also on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook at the same handle there. Um, subscribe to the podcast, go out, make sure you press subscribe. You'll get all the latest episodes to your phone and then leave us a rating on the apple podcast store i don't know if you can leave them on google podcast but anywhere you can leave two views movies a rating or a review definitely do that because that helps us out a lot gets our name out there keeps things going so that's one of the good ways you can support us so normally don't do that until the end of the episode but figured i'd move it up just for just for fun today you sure why not 
Okay, so now I think we're actually ready to get into the unnecessary letterbox blurb because why do you really need to know anything? It's a Godzilla, about Godzilla movie. King of <laughs> Yes, exactly. But I'm going to say it anyway. The news story follows the heroic efforts of the cryptozoological agency Monarch as its members face off against a battery of god-sized monsters, including the mighty Godzilla, who collides with Mothra, Rodan. Is it Rodan? Rodan? Carson, help me out. Uh, I always call it, uh, now that you mess with me, <laughs> both in my head, but I always call it Rodan. Okay, we'll go with Rodan. I don't really remember what they say in the movie. Okay, so and his ultimate nemesis, the three-headed King Ghidorah. When these ancient superspecies, thought to be mere myths, rise again, they all vie for supremacy, leaving humanity's very existence hanging in the balance. Monster fights. As I said, Godzilla, monster fights. Right. That should, that, that should have been the, the title. And, and maybe that's, I mean, maybe that's it, the next one after mm, King Kong vs. Godzilla's Godzilla Monster Fights. Yeah, I, and I would probably disagree with that title, but we'll, let's get through this and then we'll start talking. <laughs> okay. Uh, direct, directed by Michael Doherty, who did Krampus from 2015, and I think Trick or Treat 1 and 2. The other thing I found interesting about this guy is he was the co-writer for X2, X-Men Apocalypse, and Superman Returns. You. <laughs> yep, uh, I wanted to give you a little window there to make make some kind of at least noise. <laughs> uh, let's see the cast. Pretty large cast, but it's a summer blockbuster, so that's expected. Kyle Chandler, Vera Farmiga, Millie Bobby Brown, Ken Watanabe, Sally Hawkins, Bradley Whitford, Charles Dance, Zhang Zi, O'Shea Jackson Jr., and Thomas Middleditch. So, now that we've run through the cast and crew, it's time to talk about it. What were your thoughts on this? I loved it. I mean, when you saw each of the monsters' names pop up on the, the screen, they identified 17 other titans. That was just cool. You know, and, and they're mentioning them all across, and they're, they mention Kong. They're aware of Kong. You know, that, that was cool because King Kong's my guy. And you see the names at the bottom. You know, you see Mothra, and you know that uh, Ghidorah is going to be in this. And, uh, it's it's just fun. It's fun to see. I I grew up with the uh, with Godzilla movies, the old Godzilla movies, and and I love watching watching the monster fights. And they're they're very cheesy, um, but for a kid, they're pretty fun to watch. So I didn't grow up with Godzilla movies. I think that's a big difference between the two of us. And you know, I, I think that's kind of come out because whenever we go see things like we've talked Rampage on the podcast before. Um, I don't know if. I don't remember what episode number that is, but it's out there. You guys can go find it if you want to hear us talk about Rampage from last summer. But there's been a few other movies like Pacific Rim and other things where you like to see big giant monsters on the screen fighting. And I kind of come at it like, eh, you know, I, it's fine. I kind of hope to see something unique each time that I go into a monster fight movie. And typically I don't get that. So I think we definitely come at these from two different angles. Well, and this is a little different than Pacific Rim because uh, Rampage, you know, had a tie to my youth, you know, from the video game. And, and so, you know, playing the game and seeing the characters come to life, you know, this is in that similar vein of I know all these characters, you know, so it's kind of like a, a reboot of I mean, it is a reboot, but it's a think about, uh, you know, the, the Marvel series when we see x-men come to life or iron man come to life um you see those characters jump off page it's almost as like they jumped out of the past and into the modern era and i get to see these characters in their new incarnations which truly the best part of the movie for me was how true they stayed to the original characters of like king Ghidorah. like when that shot lightning like i couldn't have been more happy i was hoping they wouldn't <laughs> modify that into some you know try to make it make sense in the modern era you know yeah. it's like how can this thing shoot lightning we don't know so let's make it almost the same as the godzilla radiation i thought it was going to be like yellow godzilla radiation oh okay and instead they instead they stuck with the lightning which i'm uh, that i think that excited me more than anything and i was just hooked from that point on yeah i mean i think that a perfect example of how not to do that would be the Godzilla from 98, where they made Godzilla look like a giant dinosaur as opposed to looking like Godzilla, because I think that was their attempt to, I don't know, in some way, like explain Godzilla's existence in the real world instead of just being like, hey, it's a Godzilla movie. Uh, he looks like this because that's what, that's what Godzilla look like. looks like. So, so yeah. Right. <laughs> no, I, I agree completely. They tried to get too cute with it. Yeah. 
So what did you think? I think maybe a good level set too on this would be your thoughts uh, briefly on Godzilla 2014. Uh, briefly is we barely got to see Godzilla. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was my, that was my main critique. When we did get to see him, it was pretty cool. Uh, but it was all, it was all built up in like the, we just saw flashes and glimpses and, and I get there trying to build suspense for the reveal, but you know, you go to see a movie called Godzilla. You want to see Godzilla. What, what did, do you remember what you rated it? Did you still enjoy it? I enjoyed it. Yeah. I gave it like a three and a half. Okay. I, and mainly cause the end left me like that was cool. Sure. I mean, it's definitely a big build up to the end. I mean, I, I think it, so I'm uh, briefly, I'm in the same boat as you. I think I actually have the same exact rating as you, uh, as a three and a half where, and, and I, you, I know you watched 2014 before King of the Monsters and I just turned around yes. and watched it last night. So after King of the Monsters, and I was kind of surprised at how similar they are in certain senses, uh, meaning that there's, there's a very heavy focus on the human characters in both stories. Now they, they kind of tackle them from different perspectives. Um, but they clearly in in King of the Monsters learn from the first Godzilla movie that you you need to be showing more. Um, I still laugh at Godzilla 2014 because there are so many teases. Like the first couple, you can kind of understand because you know it. It almost felt like they're going a little bit for the Jaws angle, which you know, okay, see a little bit of the fin, see a little bit more, a little bit more. Then finally, you have this reveal. <laughs> but they got comical with theirs. Uh, in the 2014 Godzilla to the point where it, it was grown inducing because you're just clearly not showing us Godzilla, but, um, well, and then when they did, it's like they show it from a TV broadcast, like in the background. Yeah. You know, it's like, okay, them fighting over there and like, no, just show me the fight. Right. Yeah. So that was a huge fault, uh, and criticism of the 2014 Godzilla, I think pretty universally. Right. Um, but people still enjoyed the movie. I'm the same as you three and a half. I liked it. Um, so going into this movie, I, I wanted more monsters and I think this movie clearly learned that lesson and, and gave us more monsters. Oh, without a doubt. And it started out faster. Yeah, it did, which I, I don't really fault the first Godzilla for starting a little slow because I, I think it's kind of hard to dive fully into it when you're the movie that's supposed to kind of set up everything. Even though I know that doesn't matter a whole lot in Godzilla movies, I, I guess I give first movies a little bit of a pass on that or maybe being a too, little bit too, um, I don't know, narrative heavy or focusing sure. in the wrong direction. I will say, though, that my takeaway from Godzilla is that I or sorry, King of the Monsters, I need to specify. I didn't like the human characters near as much as I liked the ones in Godzilla 2014. And, and that's not to say that the, the humans in 2014 are great, except for Brian Cranston, who is great. It's just that it at least kind of made sense. And I, I, I thought their story was fine. At least I thought all of the humans in this movie were absolute garbage, like the dumbest of the dumb characters pulled straight from a 1990s early 2000s disaster movie generic plot stupid comments bad one-liners like i they really hurt the movie in my opinion and i get that you are not here to see that but when there's so much of it it's super distracting and i didn't get that i thought they were all serviceable i don't think obviously anybody's gonna win an oscar for their performance in godzilla king of the monsters but i thought everybody was was serviceable um the only th the thing that got me was the mom's motivations. Like oh, that was that that God. that was the that that was the I, I got everybody else, you know. But the mom's motivations is where I was. I was going to tweak that just a little bit. Yeah, I mean, really, it like the whole eco terrorist angle. Why she flipped sides, going full Thanos on trying to end the world because of what had happened before and getting the Titans back. Again, straight 90s ripoff. I don't know why they chose to focus so much on the humans in this movie. And then when they did, I don't know why they gave them such bad plots. Like, again, I can sort of understand getting rid of or focusing on it in the 2014 Godzilla. But in this one, like, wouldn't this movie have been so much better if you just got rid of most of the humans? Well, I, I've always said that. But, you know, get rid of the humans, let the monsters fight. The, uh, uh, the best part about her reveal of her plot is, you know, how it cut to show uh, the different sites and how they were thriving now 
after yes. they were touched by Godzilla's or kaiju's and whatnot, is that it showed those on the screen that they were yeah. watching. Like she had put together a clip show for them, but <laughs> exactly. like that, it's not. It's not that this is just for the audience for us to get to cut away. It's like no, they like Kyle Chandler is watching this this clip show that she put together as yeah. she's explaining her her <laughs> reasoning, which, which I thought that was great. Totally. I mean, if you're going to be a supervillain, you better have some good video editing skills so that when you do your, you know, maniacal chat across the the video to explain to everybody why you're doing what you're doing, you don't want it to just be you talking. You want to have some badass video skills to show everybody what you're doing. I mean, this is propaganda. You got to be on top of your game. Unless you're Tywin Lannister and then you can just stand there menacing while giving your whole speech. Yeah, Tywin Lannister, totally unused. Like, why have him there? And then he's just kind of secondary. Yeah. He, uh, Maybe not even secondary, tertiary. I don't know. He's just like, why? So so this whole, you know, kill half the world or all the world or however it's going to work out. I'm okay with that being Tywin's plan and this organization that she founds plan. I wanted her plan to be hates Godzilla because he killed her son in, in her mind, you know, during the during that fight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she is, so there's 17 Titans out there, right? And I think it would have been cool if what she was trying to do was to find a Titan that could kill Godzilla. Okay. And she lands on King Ghidorah, and that's why she frees him, because she hates Godzilla. Yeah. And then eventually you have this uh, maybe change of heart, you know, oh, I didn't know that King Ghidorah could wake up all the other ones, you know, type of thing, and, and have it that and then realize he's trying to destroy the world or whatever but yeah i, I mean i thought that's... that would have been a, a a more succinct plot line there for her sure absolutely I, that would have been better than what we got i just don't understand why you needed to go with this angle at all like why you need to have this group that wants to wake up all the titans and i, I got so confused in the movie because monarch on one hand seems to be the smartest organization in the world that can tell you the biometrics of all these titans and all of their mythology and, and lineage and everything. But then also at times they're the dumbest organization who doesn't know how to keep track of anything or have any kind of security or it just seemed like they don't know about the Titans when it's convenient for the plot. And they know a lot about the Titans when it's convenient about the plot. And basically their whole role is to just sit there and explain what the monsters are doing and why they're doing it. And I don't particularly care. Well, I liked the the mythos in the background that they started to give everybody. I like the the background of King Ghidorah that she happened to dig up right then. Um, sloppy, maybe, um, of how it came up, but I liked how basically he was the Hydra. He was what people talk about, you know, in mythology, you know, and they, they, she was flipping through, and so the the dragons of I don't know how that fit with the Japanese dragons because clearly he would have been bad, you know, and she was saying there was something to be right. respected. But anyway, but it was a, uh, um, one of those, it, it, it was cool how there's 17 Titans out there. They've been sleeping, you know, and then they tried to, uh, j- just that, that whole theme. And I liked how they had like a hierarchy. And so I was thinking of, okay, you have King Ghidorah and then you have King Kong you know, I didn't know if they're going to bring kind of those. These Titans are kings of the other Titans. And then you have like a, you know, a, a, a top battle, if you will. So that's kind of what I thought they yeah. were building. For. Yeah. And maybe they are. I just felt like I, I don't disagree with you that it's conceptually cool to be able to weave those into mythology and ancient stories or whatever. I just felt like the way it's kind of brought about and the way it's presented is was trash. Um like I said, it just seemed to be like they knew everything when it was convenient and knew nothing when it was convenient. And I I just didn't like it. I didn't like the way everything was presented, even though I, I don't mind the presentation. I didn't. I also was. So they somehow know that Ghidorah is like an alien. And I forget how they know that, that he's not of the earth like Godzilla is. So then it kind of had me scratching my head like, well, why not just have Ghidorah like invade from Earth? Like do the whole superman krypton thing where you know when godzilla reawoke uh Ghidorah could sense that or whatever and then came and attacked the earth and woke up the other titans and then you just get rid of the eco-terrorist angle altogether i, I don't because because then you're you're going into you know 
you're showing aliens attacking Earth. Well, not aliens. I think that would have been. Just... I think that. I think that would have been worse. I, I like the way that they did it, and I like the way that he is unnatural, and so that's why. That's why it, I, I I thought that was clever. You know, I mean, that's yeah. his his backstory anyway. Is that he's he's alien, but it's uh, I liked how they um, they tied that together. Of you know, you're saying these titans are the natural, you know, um, healers, if you will, of the earth. And so you're like, okay, so why are you trying to kill them? Why would one be against the others? Well, because he's not natural to Earth. Okay, I mean, that's fine. I just, I don't really like how they did it. I'm trying to get rid of the eco-terrorist angle and making humans be the focus of the movie, and they're the ones that released all the Titans. It seems like in a monster movie, you should not have the humans be the focus and not have them be the sole driver of the plot. I mean, that's kind of what I liked about Godzilla, was that or 2014, was that it was all kind of like coincidental in the fact that the Mudos woke up and I know the humans were trying to study and stuff, but they were just kind of letting it go. And then the Mudos coming alive is what got Godzilla out. But in this one, it's all just humans. We have to follow all them around and they unleash everything. I just, I'd rather get them in the background in any way possible and move forward with just the monsters. And I, I don't, I don't like how they did that. And it is a fault of the 2014 Godzilla too, where they focus too much on the humans. Um, I just, I guess, thought the humans in the first one were okay, and these were very much not okay. Yeah, I, I had the same problem in, in both. I mean, you know, Quicksilver and his his nuclear weapon, you know, and all that. Yeah, but I just think, uh, I mean, I know they're not going to make a, a straight Godzilla movie without humans, and so I was, I was fine with yeah their their drop ins, but we got some pretty cool badass monster fights and and uh, did we though i I mean i I loved it and so even like with rodan they upgraded him a little bit made him a fire demon which was cool but they still kept his look uh but add a little a little ash and fire and dragonness to him i thought that was cool okay i mean so yes the, the monsters looked cool conceptually but your specific point was we got a lot of monster fights and my kind of hesitancy on that is what actual monster fights did we get? What do you mean? We had... Well, okay, so you get... I mean, I know at the end you get Godzilla and Mothra and uh, Ghidorah fighting each other. And Rodan. Okay, for a little bit. But I mean, how long of a fight was that really? Yeah, but you had him fight King Ghidorah at the beginning. Right, for like one or two minutes. It felt like there was Godzilla involved throughout the entire movie. Okay, no, I'm not. I'm not debating that. I, I, the monsters are th- here throughout the movie. A lot of times, it's just them destroying cities and people running away, like a generic day yeah, after like tomorrow, a, 2012 like a, movie, like a Godzilla movie, right? But what I'm saying is, when when you made the comment about lots of fights, I felt like the fights were pretty sparse, like the, the clash with Ghidorah in the ocean, like that. That's like a one minute clash. I felt like, and yeah, then later I mean, in the movie, Ghidorah that, three times. But none of which were very long, is what I'm getting at. No. Okay, the, that, that's the, my last, whole thing. the last one was, but even the last one I felt like was not very long. I feel like it was longer than you're giving it credit for. I don't know. I guess I still felt like the ratio was off. Like they showed us more monsters, but I felt like it was more just here are the monsters and how they look and uh, some destruction that they cause, as opposed to like the monsters actually fighting so that's where i was like man eh, do we really get a lot of monster fights or did we just get a little bit more visuals on the monsters I, I still felt like the ratio was off not as bad as godzilla 2014 but i still feel like it, it was not enough even though i know we got more of it oh sure i mean if, if you're campaigning for more monster fights yes sign me up <laughs> I, I, of course that's always the answer so what did you think then about the visuals of the monster fights so specifically the fights that's what i i, I want to ask you not anything else with the monsters like how they look or their design but like the visuals of the fights themselves i mean obviously i went to see more of it but i thought i saw enough it, it was definitely better than than 2014 godzilla um you actually got to see them fight i liked how they fought and it's going to sound weird um because they they stayed true I think to the older Godzilla movies of just the mechanics of them. Obviously it's much up, much better upgraded and not just people in suits. <laughs> well, sure. Like it, 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 it still looked like those, 
those creatures, how they were attacking one another in the past, just modernized. So I liked it. Did you feel like you could see everything? At certain moments, yeah. Okay. But I think there's there were there were parts that I wanted to, to pan out, like with most movies. I want okay. to, you know, you back out there and let me see the whole thing. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so obviously I wanted you to get your thoughts out there, but mine was that, um, well, not fully Transformers. It definitely skewed more into Transformers territory than I would have liked it to, meaning it was dark. It was hard to see when the monsters were doing that. There's some shots that are very clear, and I appreciated that, but every monster fight is conducted in a storm of either rain or ash or cloud or debris, and everything's dark. And I know you can logically explain that. Um, I think Ghidorah creates a storm around him, so I I get it. When you cause destruction and chaos, there's obviously going to be ash in the sky and things are going to be dark. I get it. But it's not doing the movie any justice when every monster fight is in a cloud of debris that's really dark and you can't see anything. I felt like it was very hard to see at times and very hard to enjoy the fight that you were about to watch. And that gets super frustrating. See, and I saw that comparison uh, online to Transformers and I, I couldn't disagree more from that. From the Transformers, you have two giant metal things just rolling around on top of each other. You can't tell which one's which. You know, here, the monsters look different. You know which monster is which. Uh, they're different colors. They're, you know, they just look different. And so even when it's uh, it's not really shaky cam, when it's zoomed in, uh, you can tell who's doing what. Well, on Transformers, just a giant metal ball of nothingness. Sure. And why they didn't pan out in Transformers when it's, and you could say the same here because it's all CGI. There's no oh, pulling punches or anything like that that, you, that needs to be done. Uh, it doesn't make sense, but I no, I, I enjoyed all of it and I have to see it again to, to really specify which parts of the fights that I, that I love the most, but no, I was, I was in, I was hooked. So you had no problem with like how dark and murky and, hard to see sometimes everything was i didn't get that man not at all i, I don't know that's hard to believe i, I feel like because and i will say even when i go back and watch 2014 godzilla which i just did i mean it's in the dark too yeah and i i know they do that for a reason because it's heavy cgi and the more that you darken things up the more you can hide um anything looking too cgi ish but i just got a little annoyed and frustrated that every time it's a big monster fight that you're looking forward to it's in a like the darkest imaginable cloud of dust and ash like god dang it come on i just want to see a good fight that i can fully follow now again i I, the transformers comparison is because that's like the you know the litmus test for how uh, incoherent your cgi action scenes are and i i would not put it in the same bucket as transformers but like i said i think it's skewed more towards that side than something where i'm like okay clearly i can understand every move that's going on yeah no i just I love the elements. I love the him charging up his uh <laughs> his radiation blast. Oh yeah, the, his atomic breath and, and and the sound. So the best thing I think about this is is the sounds. Yeah. Uh, so it it it, char- it charging up and even his roar in 2014, you barely barely got a glimpse of the iconic roar. Mm-hmm. Like he roars, but didn't get the Godzilla. I think like once they hinted it at the end of his. Uh, his roar that that extra oh that's Godzilla that's not just a dinosaur roar mm-hmm. and in this one they they showed the the dinosaur or the the Godzilla piece of it and so all the sounds you know were you call it fan service if you will um, <laughs> but then also the the Godzilla theme and I don't remember hearing if it was in 2014 I don't think I heard it same but they had it in this at a great time and I was. I was like, yes, thank you. Um, I love that that theme song. Yeah, no, you, you stole one of my big compliments of this movie. The the sound was ridiculous. Just shook the theater. They they used it perfectly. His I don't even know what you call it, but like, yeah, the 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 buildup of his atomic breath or him going nuclear, the that, revving up. Blah, yeah, blah, 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 blah. It's like it, <laughs> that is fantastic. It's great every time. It's my favorite part of both Godzilla's because he starts to turn blue or whatever, and it's just it's so incredible. So I don't want to trash the visuals of the of the fights without saying that i mean there are moments of like pure cinematic glory where they capture these shots of you know mothra spreading its wings or rodan coming out of the volcano or 
uh, Ghidorah standing on top of the volcano. There, there are definitely some moments that are like, okay, can I, can I please, when we get the digital version, get like a, you know, 1080p resolution to put on my desktop because that shot in and of itself is just glorious. So I wish I had gotten more of that. And I wish there were more shots like that, that they didn't use in the trailers, even though I understand why they do that in the trailers, but right. The sound, the sound, like you mentioned was amazing. And some of the cinematics were amazing. I just wish we would have gotten more attempts at being cinematic during the fights, if that makes sense. No, I, I get it. I get it. And I may take some flack from other Godzilla lovers on this this comment, but I'm glad Mothra is dead. <laughs> Mothra looks pretty, but it's not something I, not being a Godzilla person, I don't need to see a, a, a I know it's a moth, but like, you know, a butterfly flighting, floating around and using whatever when I've got um, Godzilla versus Ghidorah. Like, g- give me the real people here. I, I never understood the love for Mothra, you know? And although when it did come out at the very beginning and start shooting the the webs or whatever, um, I, I was like, oh, yeah, you know, they're, they're sticking with the one weapon that, that it has, you know, and <laughs> it can shoot the webs. Yeah. And it's like, I, I don't get Mothra, and I'm glad that we won't be seeing her again. I, I feel like I want to draw a comparison to Mothra and Spider-Man just to piss you off in this episode. <laughs> but <laughs> but I'll, I'll let that be, because I do think that one of the best shots of the movie is when Mothra comes in and uh, basically you know uses its web slingers to stick Ghidorah's head to the building. Yeah. And then the reflection in the building is Godzilla like standing there looking at him. I thought that was a great shot. That's what I want more of during the fights and stuff. Okay, so this is just me probably being annoyed with the movie and kind of checking out at certain points. Mothra died, right? Yeah, he got, got, or she got toasted. Right. And are we to believe that when she got toasted, like her ashes or power or whatever fell on Godzilla and helped heal him or do something to him? Yeah. Okay. My my interpretation was the radiation from her explosion helped fuel Godzilla. Okay, that's what I thought too, and I I, I felt like I was the radiation's got to go somewhere, right? Yeah, I felt like I was smart enough to connect those dots, but I just wanted to make sure because they didn't really explain, you know, what I mean. These I think they're they're all supposed to be radiation based, with the exception of Ghidorah, because they're it's alien so it's not it seemed like right. it was more electric based which i i really thought the scene where it bit into the power station and then like it supercharged itself and shot bolts out of its wings and stuff that was really cool oh yeah i think i think almost everything they did with Ghidorah was awesome yeah i i wish i liked this movie more I, there's just i felt like you could strip out about 45 minutes and make this a really lean monster movie i just the human's pissed me off to no end it kind of reminds me of rampage where you can have the monsters fighting all you want but when you surround it with b acting and b plots it's just really hard to start to look past that stuff especially when movies like this constantly cut away from the action to go to the humans to tell us something about what's happening with the action and then bradley whitford drops a terrible one-liner and then we go back to the fighting it's like damn it you just took me out of the element here so the two scenes that that bothered me were the one where we already we already talked about with the screening and her showing her PowerPoint, <laughs> yeah, of of her plot. And I don't know how much of it was the the PowerPoint or the uh, the fact that that was her her plot, yeah. But the other one was when she blew up the ice for King Ghidorah to free him. When it's a remote detonator, and you blow it up when you're standing right <laughs> next to it. Yeah. Like let's let's use a little bit of uh hey, I can wait till I go outside, you know, we just all walk away here, you know, and then blow no, it up. I, I agree. But you know, when you've got good guys and bad guys standing on opposite sides of a bridge from one another and a bomb is involved, I think movie rule logic, especially in summer blockbuster, says the bomb must be detonated at that time. But it was only Kyle Chandler. Well, right, but I mean the it it's the you know what I mean, like the, the main <laughs> family, right? Like it, I agree with you. I everything is so generic. Like it was truly from the summer blockbuster disaster movie mold uh, of the humans, right? Because you're you got the family that's trying to find each other and reconcile, even though they tried to twist up a little bit by the mom being bad. I can't stand that at all. Like there's nothing better you could have done. I feel like you should be able to sit down in the writing room and be like, okay, here's what we're gonna have them do. 
have we seen this before in any movie? And if your answer is yes, then let's figure out like a different way to do it. it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because I, we, we've seen all of this before in some way, shape or form with the humans. And so when the humans are one unnecessary to the movie and then two, you give them everything generic and like three, they're able to follow along with the monsters so ridiculously fast. Like I'm pretty sure O'Shea Jackson Jr. has the ability to teleport in this movie. Because he, does. He, he he can do that. Yeah, he'll be in one disaster. And then the next thing you know, we're like hopping to a different continent and they don't really show him. But then he's on the ground <laughs> in another disaster. Like, how did you how did you get here? I, I thought that too. That, that one scene that shows him trying to help the people out of the city is like, wait a second. He was just in Antarctica. Yeah. I mean, all anything. And again, you, you can't really apply movie logic to Godzilla. I, I get it. But. It's so distracting for me when the, the, I don't know if it's an A plot or a B plot, whatever you want to call it, anything with the humans is just so tragically stupid that it made me not be able to appreciate some of the other parts of the movie because I was so annoyed with the humans. Let's see, I, I, and I was just waiting, and so maybe that was part of the way I enjoyed it, was I was waiting to get back to monsters, so I wasn't paying them much service, and you know I like Eleven. You know, so it's good to see her on the big screen. Not that she had a lot to to work with there, but good that she's making some uh, some strides in her career outside of Stranger Things. But it, it was <laughs> clearly not escaping a... the monster genre. <laughs> no, no, which is fine. You know, stay there. But it's a. Uh, I thought this was a course correction in the right way. Uh, obviously, there are things that they can improve, but as far as the the franchise. I think they understand what they need to do and it's more monsters and they did that. Yeah. So kudos. Yes. They, mm, they did more monsters. Kudos. <laughs> they did more monsters. I will completely agree with you there, but I don't know that it's, it's hard to say it's a course correction for me because overall, I, I don't think it's a better movie overall. Um, so there are there are things it does better, but there are things it does way way. It's worse. a better Godzilla movie. Mm. See, I'm not I'm not of the Godzilla tradition like you are. Um, but if you go to a Godzilla movie, you want to see Godzilla. Sure, but it's like if you go see King Kong, you don't want the first hour to be Jack Black on a boat. Well, sure, but if I go to see John Wick and I get an hour's worth of not John Wick, which is kind of, or it becomes, you know, some other generic crappy action movie. It becomes a Van Damme movie for an hour. Like then I have to look past that hour of nonsense to try and appreciate the other half better. Whereas in Godzilla 2014, yeah, they needed way more Godzilla, but at least the other stuff wasn't as bad. So that's what I'm trying to say is like, I'm not sure it's a step in the right direction i mean i i don't know it's hard to say like i guess i feel like they corrected in some parts and then got way worse in other parts and i don't know what that nets out to being overall better i mean yeah math Math, it it nets out to be better (laughs) (laughs) so here's the thing and i think we would both agree on this if you like the godzilla stuff and the monster fights and you appreciate that and you can no matter what you have to look past all the other nonsense uh whether it's king of the monsters the the bad human plots and the you know stale acting and whatever stupidity is going on there you have to look past it in godzilla 2014 you have to look past the fact that you don't see godzilla all that much so then you know i guess smashing that together to do the math to figure out what comes out on the other end as a better holistic movie yeah is going to be very dependent on how much you enjoy the godzilla components well it's like going to see like you said john let's go see john wick 4 and the entire, you know, first hour and a half is them is the bad guys talking about John Wick, and then you don't see him for the last fifteen minutes. You're gonna be mad, you know, because yeah. you want to see John Wick throughout. And then, even though the plot may be not that good, but you get to see John Wick throughout, it's gonna be a better movie. I get your analogy, and my point would be that in that John Wick movie, if the first hour is at least okay and tolerable and decent acting. How do you compare that to getting more John Wick in the second movie, but way, way worse acting and way, way worse other stuff that you have to sit through to get to that more John Wick? That's what I'm struggling with balancing you, in God's You'd rather own. have a bunch of bad guys that you don't know talk about John Wick 
and not actually see anything and actually get any action until the last 15 minutes. And you're saying that that's a better than a, a less plot, but more, more John Wick throughout. I'm saying I, I don't I, know. I, dis- I disagree. <laughs> and, and, then, yeah, and the fact I that think, you're even debating that, I think is, I think you're lying to yourself to try to win this argument because. You, no, I'm really not. I, I think it's. Talking about him and how good he is for an hour and a half. And then, oh, there he is at the end. And they just kind of tease him in the shadows, but he never actually. Does <laughs> I'm actually saying it's a very hard calculus, I think, to come up with because if it's if either one is not what you really want in terms of the ratio then doesn't it become about how bad are the parts that you didn't want like if some were tolerable versus some are insufferable how does that bring down your overall assessment of the movie that's what i'm struggling with because i will agree that godzilla king of the monsters shows more monsters shows more destruction and has more monster fights than 2014 i agree with that so but if i'm saying the all the other stuff of the bad part of that ratio is way worse in King of the Monsters than what it was in 2014. That that has to count for something. It has to bring down at least a little bit sure. the overall enjoyment of the movie. And I'm not sh- that that calculus for me is what I'm struggling with. Like I feel like I like 2014 better overall, but the, there are certain parts about King of the Monsters that I definitely liked more than 2014 Godzilla. So, question: You know what yes. saved this movie for me? That kept it what? where I rated it was them not uttering the name Atlantis. <laughs> yeah, I've seen some had split they, decisions had, on that. Had they said, this must be the city of Atlantis, it would have just totally crushed everything that I had up to that point. Now, you could just imply, like I think they did, that this was Atlantis, but I'm glad that nobody actually said that name. Well, especially considering they nuked it within five minutes of finding it. Right. <laughs> right. The greatest discovery of, well, of humankind. Well, not even that. Gone. Not even that. That's Godzilla's home. Where does he go now? Yeah. How does he recharge? The air pocket's gone. <laughs> yeah. Who knows? That's, I mean. That's my wife. My wife was like, they just destroyed his home. He can't be happy with them now. I guess they just keep feeding him nuclear bombs. But maybe that's what sets up uh, Kong versus Godzilla. Because at this point. I'm not really sure what the conflict between the two of them is going to be at this point. And given what they've shown Godzilla is capable of, uh, how is this even remotely a fair fight? This feels like Batman versus Superman, where we're going to have to have a lot of plot mechanics to somehow make them on equal footing. Well, they said uh, in Skull Island that King Kong was still growing. And that was what, during the Vietnam War? Yes. Is that when that was set? And then uh, or right after, I guess. And, and so. They they kind of led to that that he's still growing and he's a so size wise he'll be there you know uh, at the equal footing. Well, sure, um, but Batman and, and Superman are, I guess, size wise the same, right? It's, uh, but they could even be equal strength, same size. Batman versus Superman, and you just added another forty five minutes to our podcast. If you want to get into the logistics of Batman versus Superman and why that wouldn't work ever. Well, but isn't that somewhat valid compared to what we're doing here? Because Godzilla, I mean, has atomic breath and now can go full nuclear meltdown uh, if given the right amount of energy. So I if don't given understand. the right amount of energies. I'm not sure he's going to get that superchargedness again. Well, no, but he can clearly do atomic breath whenever he wants. So what exactly is Kong's defense against atomic breath? Um, and I don't know what I was watching is, but it was the battle of them and Kong is the, the smarter, more agile type fighter. So it's the uh, Batman versus Superman angle. Stronger. Well, maybe not stronger, but you know, more nimble, smarter. I mean, that that's always been the angle that they've tried to play for, for Batman. Yeah, but way different scale there. One guy's invulnerable to everything. And then the other guy's just a human that has nothing. Sure. Yes, anyway, I'm just it, trying to get to the but, point where... No, what I think they're going to do, especially with the end credit scene of Tywin finding, you know, the head of Rodan, not Rodan, but King Ghidorah, is he's going to either, you know, because it can uh, regenerate, right? We mm-hmm. saw him regenerate the head, so he's going to make a new, maybe hybrid King Ghidorah, just bring back King Ghidorah. And it's going to be like a uh, an old comic... Uh, you know, team up, you know, they fight at first, you know, and then they team up together and, they uh, and each take other's down. respect. 
Right. It's like, oh, gra- the greater of two evils. And then like, yes, we can fight together, you know, that sort of thing. Now, every every team up works. You fight first. It's a, usually some sort of misunderstanding. And then, uh, oh, we should be fighting together. Yeah. yeah. That's how, I think that's how it's going to go. And I really, really hope to see, uh, you know, Mechagodzilla in the next one. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they, they brought out 17 monsters in this movie. Um, <laughs> I doubt didn't... they're going to bring a giant alien robot Godzilla into into the fray. Well, I mean, you brought, out, yet. you brought out 17 Titans already and, you know, threw some cards on the table. So you got to go somewhere else from there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, well, I hope it's Mechagodzilla, but maybe that's uh, after. Which, speaking of, like, was that not just a waste? I mean, I felt like they brought out all the monsters to not really do anything with them other than just have them destroy random cities in like a side clip and then somehow have them teleport over to Neil to Godzilla at the end. Like, I just felt that was completely unnecessary to have monsters go across the world when you don't really do anything with it. I think they because they didn't show 17. They only showed like four, right? Well, there was like dots all over the map. I mean, I think you're to assume. Right, they, they showed those... the dots, but they didn't yeah. show who they were. So I think it kind of gave an out of, we got 17 of these things that we can use throughout. Yeah. Throughout the I guess, series. Of... So I guess the world is pretty much destroyed now because a lot of them came out and destroyed the cities they were at. And now they're all out in the open and they... I, I'm still confused as to why they like knelt to, or why they were following Ghidorah based on his sound waves across the he world. Was the, he was the alpha. It's just, I didn't like, like any a, of the Like whole... a pack of wolves, you know, and they, they bound to the alpha. Right. And then suddenly you can just play the Orca sound wave through Fenway Park speakers and it travels across the globe to ease yep. all the other monsters. Ugh, that whole I mean, Orca. Fin- I mean, Fenway, it's got loud speakers. Ugh, yeah. I mean, that, that, uh, you don't know how sensitive their hearing is. <laughs> you don't know. I didn't like anything to do. We'll get with into that, that in the next in the next episode. You know how sensitive are these titans' hearing? Ugh, I didn't like that at all. But I guess my point was, I felt like bringing all the monsters just felt like a little bit of a waste because they didn't really show you anything about them or do anything with them. Like it just, it felt like they wanted to do it just to have them all kneel at the end and be called the, the king of the monsters. Well, see, and I don't think they did them all. That's what I'm saying. I think you're going to have like little uh, fiefdoms, if you will. You can say Godzilla is like <laughs> the god of the monsters and then have have these different you know pockets of, okay, this is a king here, this is a king here type yeah. of thing. Uh, I think there's a lot of different directions they can go, and I'm, I'm pretty excited for uh, the <sighs> next one. You know, Godzilla versus King yeah. Kong. Um, I mean, I'll go see it. I just, I, I'm having a hard time figuring out why somebody can't get a, a good solid formula down for a Godzilla monster movie because I really don't think it's that hard and I I felt like 2014 maybe tried a little bit and I felt like this one went a little bit more rampage but there, there's got to be somebody who can bring a unique angle to these movies to make them feel better than what they're, they've been feeling to me well I liked it I, I didn't hate it <laughs> is what I should say I just didn't love it I, I had a lot of problems with it well so you're running any things to say? We can get to our questions and you can flesh that out. <laughs> yeah, I, I think we're running out of things to say. I am Thor, son of Odin. As long as there is life in my breast, I am running out of things to say. Are you ready? All right, so what's your rating then? Gave it a four out of five. That's way too high. It is not. It is not. This is uh, This gave me what I needed from a Godzilla movie, and I was grinning ear to ear. During the monster scenes, Dur- during the monster scenes, and in anticipation for more monster scenes, right? And it was, uh, it was good. And, and truly, the human piece, while I'd be like, eh, it wasn't a, oh my god, this is horrible, you know. It, it was a, that's not what I would have done. Um, but it got from A to B, and so here we are, and now monsters are fighting. So I was okay with it. So you would at least agree that you have to look past the human stuff in some way, shape, or form. Yeah, it's I mean, that, be... that, that would have gotten into a five-star. Sure. <laughs> Jesus. If, if you fix the human component, that could have gotten into a five-star. Ugh. I, I, maybe. Maybe. I don't know. I, I wouldn't be nowhere near. Uh, even the, the fighting stuff for me was, was not worthy of, uh, of five stars. There were still problems with it for me. So what did you give it? I'm at a three. I, I thought it was fine. Um, I was at a three and a half on Godzilla 2014. 
I, I may actually be down to a three on Godzilla 2014 since my rewatch so that they're about even, but I would say that King of the Monsters for me was slightly worse. And again, it all comes down to that, that calculus where I, I did enjoy the monster stuff in this movie. Um, I, I do think that some of the fights, I wish I would have seen more fighting as opposed to as much destruction. I wish I could have seen the fights a little bit better. Um, I, I felt a little shortchanged in the final fight because Godzilla just went nuclear and then pretty much ended Ghidorah as opposed to like a long drawn out fight, which I was hoping for. But the the human stuff, the plot, was miserable. I, I groaned a lot. It was hard for me to look past. I tried to look past it because I know that's not why I'm in the theater. So there's just a lot of work that could be done. I'm really hoping that somebody can figure out how action movies have gone in some ways. Like uh, I mentioned this on Twitter and you called me out, but the raid and John Wick figure out how to be lean movies and focus on the action. I don't know why you can't apply that to a monster movie. Get rid of all the human fluff get rid of the families reuniting. We don't care about that. That's not why we're here and figure out how to show a full out monster movie. I understand humans need to be there, but make them way down the list, just enough to be there to guide you along the way and that get them out of the way. So I'm, I'm really hopeful that somebody can figure this out because I think it can be done. What did you give the raid to the raid two? I think I gave it four. You gave that a four, and that is probably pretty equivalent to what this movie is. I don't, horrible I plot, <laughs> horrible plot, cool fight scenes, and that's the same movie. So one, I haven't seen it since theaters, so I need to go back and and watch it to to validate. That so I claim. expect that to be a three then. No, after you watch um, it again, and that's why I would say that your love for monsters is what got you there, and perhaps my love of incredibly all-time best choreographed action fight scenes <laughs> gets me to like i mean if you're willing to say that godzilla king of the monsters has the best monster fights ever put to to screen and that's why it got you to a four okay that's fine because i think that's what i would say about the raid one and two they're they are hands down the best action choreographed and filmed fight scenes ever so yes that that does bring my ratings up on those movies yeah and you're overlooking the plot uh, from what I remember, yeah, the plot had problems. Yes, I agree yeah. with you. So I'm not saying you're having a bad take. I'm just saying, like, at least if that's your stance on it, then then I get it. So what was your favorite part of this movie? I went with a Godzilla meltdown because of the sound, and I, I just was waiting for that moment, and it was really cool. I just hate that it shortcutted the, the actual fight itself. But yeah, seeing him go full meltdown was fantastic. See, I like the, uh, the King Ghidorah reveal uh, when he, he came out. And going all lightning, that was just that was just awesome. And I don't know what I was expecting because um, when I went back and watched some of the trailers, he did have lightning, and I don't know what I missed there. But uh, it just in my mind is like he better have lightning, he better have lightning, and then he had lightning, and I was like, yes, yes. And so I was I was overjoyed with that. What what reveal are you talking about? Like in Antarctica? In or Antarctica. Are you talking? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah I didn't know because there's like there's kind of multiple i would guess quote unquote reveals like when he comes out in antarctica but then there's that killer shot where he stands on the volcano and kind of the red dragon the shot at that point yeah and then there's even the going full Ghidorah where he eats the electricity and then lightning bolts everywhere there's like these three alpha moments i guess so i didn't know which one you're talking about i liked them all i think the first of one has the most emotional tie to me and <laughs> it'll probably change the next the next time i see it but um but that was that was where I thought was the best part for me. Yeah, I, I wish they hadn't been intersplicing the scenes of all the humans just being out of the reach of Ghidorah's, you know, lightning or running away or the helicopter or whatever, because that that annoyed me and took away from those moments for me. So get rid of the humans, which is I'm segueing myself into this, but that's the one thing I would change. Get rid of as many humans and the human plot as possible is what needed to happen in this movie. I can't say I, I disagree with that. I was changing the uh, the mom's motivations. Just just switch it to where she's vengeful against Godzilla, and it makes sense why she would try to free the one that she feels like could kill him. Yeah, but you still then have the orca, and you still run around with the humans the whole movie. And you still have to hear uh, well, I mean, obviously, jokes. you have to have some. I think you have to have some humans to move the plot along. I mean, I'm. I think. I mean. I'd like to see one that was kind of like Benji where you only follow Godzilla and no one really talks, <laughs> um, but, but that's, but that's fine. Uh, I, I, 
I'd be on board for that. But if you're going to have these humans in it, I just want at least to make their motivations make sense to me. And and hers didn't quite jive to me. But if she was trying to kill the thing that killed her son, I could get on board with that. Yeah, I, I can see that. I just, I don't think it needs to be, I don't understand why you go to the writer's table and be like, hey, we're going to do a Godzilla movie, but it needs to be 75% humans and humans need to be the driver for everything in this movie. And the reason why the action happens and the reason why the plot unfolds, that needs to be all human driven. Like, why? Who who cares? <laughs> I mean, I, I get that yeah, you need to have yeah. people who can speak a language and get things moving along. I guess I just don't understand why that ratio goes to 75, 25 instead of 75 monsters, 25% humans. So somebody needs to come along with the skills to write that movie that we can just go watch and bask in monster glory for 75% of the runtime. They're, they're building towards that. I think you're they're Like I said, they're course correcting. They're getting more and more monsters. I hope we're weeding out the humans. (laughs) Good, good. Yeah. Eventually there's going to be so few humans left. Yeah. I mean, that always kills me, too, is like when Godzilla is going full nuclear, like, uh, you know, I know you didn't get stepped on by a monster, but I mean, I've been watching Chernobyl and I know what happens to humans around radiation and you would be dead whether a building fell on you or not. No, it's natural radiation. Do you see how it healed those sites? Oh, so this is we're going to have mutant humans running around now. Maybe this is the precursor to X-Men. God, anything to get Dark Phoenix here and done with i will gladly support oh i can go go a long time on that one but <laughs> instead we will go with your casting change all right mine you w- can't say them all and you can't <laughs> add ken to this movie because he's already in it i can't add ken watanabe no because you've added him into like nine of these casting changes but he's finally in a movie and so you can't swap him out poor ken man everybody else just sucked and he was trying his best to deliver some some beefy lines and he just (laughs) you know it just falls on deaf ears at this point no i i actually i'm doing a little bit of i don't i I think i can do this in our rules i don't think they're they're, you know subsection to article a what are you Um, doing here i said bradley whitford's character has got to go so what I said is that I would have just combined him, like basically delete him, but just give his lines to Thomas Middleditch, the guy from Silicon Valley, who's also kind of quirky and delivers jokey lines. So I didn't understand the need to have two of them. Both. And Bradley Whitford, like every line out of his mouth bothered me. He did not have a single joke that landed. And part of it's because dude is always a jerk in every movie. So I kept waiting for him to be a jerk in this movie. And it, it never happened. But I just felt like you had, you know, Ice Cube Jr. and you had the, you know, soldier number one who was saying things. And then you had Middle Ditch and Whitford who were supposed to, I think, be comic relief. But why two of them? So get rid of Bradley Whitford and just give some of his jokes to Middle Ditch because they're not going to land either way. So that was my casting change. What, what, what did you have? He just deleted a guy. All I, I merged him. Merged him. <laughs> okay. I went with Kyle Chandler. Oh, yeah. He he really had the constipated look down in this movie. I, I got rid of him. Um, you know, it, it's roll the dice of, of who I wanted to to remove to make better. Um, but Kyle Chandler being already in a King Kong movie uh, didn't need him in the worst King Kong movie. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I needed to just remove him out of there altogether. Worst um, King Kong movie with the best King Kong scene? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Argu- arguably. Okay. Are we going uh, versus T-Rexes? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay, continue. I'm, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. You can't say Dennis Quaid. <laughs> it's not Dennis Quaid. I okay. went John Krasinski. Ooh, interesting. I like him, and I would have hated for him to be in this movie because I would not have liked him in this movie. Well, I think, you know, he could, I could see him and Vera as uh, as a couple. I could see him as Millie's dad and bring a little bit more weight to uh to said character man i don't okay so clearly he proved that he could do that in a quiet place right yep i mean that's basically what you're doing is say hey john from quiet place come over here and be in in godzilla yep that's what i did it would have been better just because i like him better but the writing wouldn't wouldn't have saved him and i i well i didn't say this earlier the script with this change (laughs) i can just change the actor giving the lines I, i just felt like the Kyle Chandler part of the problem was like he's supposed to have this vendetta against Godzilla, but it's just laughable that a guy, a human, 
as this vendetta against Godzilla. Like we're supposed to think that maybe they're going to square off at some point, I guess. Like I'm staring them down. Yeah. Yeah. Like we are bugs. And and that's the other problem I had with this movie too, is that sometimes like the monsters can like see the humans and glare at them. Like, would they really care? Like, do I look at an ant and be like, I'm going to get you. Like, it just, it doesn't come across. Well, it's more, he said we're like his pets. So it's more like staring down a dog. Uh, Well, Maybe conceptually, but size-wise, that's clearly not the case. Size-wise, sure. But we're like, his, he mentioned that. Your boy Ken mentioned that. We're his pets. <laughs> My boy Ken. <laughs> I do want to go watch Last Samurai every time I see Ken Watanabe. I, I said that exact same thing to my wife. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, where are we at? Awards. What, do, what award are you giving this movie? The best giant monster movie ever. Wow. And... Small caveat, I mean, I'm trying to take nostalgia out of it. So I'm I'm removing Jeff Bridges' King Kong. Okay. Uh, because that one is near and dear to my heart. But I feel like this is, I mean, if you watch it now, you're like, okay, there's some, <laughs> there's some room for improvement with that movie. But I think this is the best giant monster movie ever. And I'm, that was my only other one that I thought, people would say for nostalgic purposes but it's better than all, mm. all the other ones that definitely have come out recently and okay so yeah, i'm going to, to i'm going to plug another episode of ours it was way back when we first started so it's probably terrible but we did a top five list at some point i think it was mixed in with the preview where we did top five movie monsters not named godzilla or king kong yeah and i believe you went jurassic park on one of them did i maybe i think so now i'm asking you I, con- I see. I don't put them in. Okay, I don't think I put them in the same category. Okay, it, I thought it, you went Jurassic Park on one of them. I think so that not, was an honorable mention that I removed. Okay, now we'd I'll have, have to, to go, go listen. <laughs> we'll have to go play the tape back. So, I guess what I was going to ask you is you you don't consider this better than Jurassic Park? If you were lumping them together, Jurassic Park's a better movie. Okay, um, overall better movie. The first one. Okay, uh, but I think. Uh, and you said giant monster movie, right? When you give your award, okay, giant. So like Jaws would be out of there because he's not really a giant, you know. But you can count the Meg if you want. Oh, yeah. Well, just go I mean, ahead and put him that, in. The that, yeah, that's helping your case. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I gave mine the best cinematic shots in a giant monster movie because I felt like the shots that were there were really, really gorgeous. I just wish they could have applied it more across the board. Okay. No, I. I would agree with that. All right, last question. Hold on. I'm scrolling Ooh, through my, my memory banks to see. Because there are some pretty epic shots in, like, King Kong. There's probably that, but the the way they captured the um, color it's, in this it's movie. Definitely, it's definitely prettier. I'll give you that. Yes, like when you've Purdy. got Godzilla it's, it's going... It's a pretty movie. <laughs> yeah. When you've got Godzilla going blue or when Mothra's going blue and expanding his arms or uh, Ghidorah's sitting on the orangish background of the volcano sky. Uh, I mean, those are really, really killer shots. Yeah, I agree. Okay. I agree. I wonder if we're going to have the same on this one. Um, I don't think so, but I'll let you go not. first. Okay. Uh, if you like this movie, you would also like Rampage is where I went because... You have giant mm. monsters, you have them fighting, but you have really bad plot and acting going alongside of it, like almost B-level, and you just, you've got to set that aside to enjoy the movie. And the one difference, though, in this is that I, the monster fights are better in King of the Monsters, and there's nobody like The Rock to help kind of enjoy the bad acting a little bit in this movie, but I feel like that's a good comparison because it's monster fights. With bad plot. Interesting. Okay. Okay. And I think if uh, I remember right, you were at like three and a half on Rampage. And I was at like, I think two and a half. So I, I think relatively speaking, you and I should probably be okay with that recommendation. I'm okay. I mean, this is a better movie than Rampage. Agreed. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm trying to take my rock bias out of it and then <laughs> see where, where normal. And I haven't seen it since the theater, but... um Okay, I'm okay with okay. that, I guess. I went to uh, the first Pacific Rim. Uh, I, I obviously thought about those as well. Uh, I think that one is closer to this movie, and I, and I liked it. I think it's a good movie. I think it uh, shows some good giant 
monster fights with robots. I'm not big on the whole robot thing unless it's, you know, Mecha Godzilla shooting <laughs> rockets out of its fingers. Um, but I'm not big on the, the giant robot thing. Um, but you also get the, the different kind of kaiju um, that they're fighting. So that's why I went comparable yeah, I think to if you were going, Rim. Not the second one. The second one's awful. I mean, I think that's that's probably fine. I, I thought it was a pretty average movie, which is kind of where I'm at on this one. Um, yeah, I, I, I won't disagree with that. I think you have a good chance. But I definitely appreciate you saying not the second one because I, I felt the second one was terrible. Yeah, it was garbage. Garbage. Agreed. All right. I think we're done with Godzilla King of the Monsters. Yeah, we're ra- wrapped up. Ready, ready for uh, King Kong vs. Godzilla. Yeah, in a year. I don't know exactly what the release date is, just that it's 2020. March 2020. Oh, okay. Wow. Within a year. Within a calendar yeah, year. Pretty pretty close, yeah. Yeah, so next week we are doing Dark Phoenix, which, thank God, we will be wrapping up this iteration of the X-Men franchise so that we can move it over to Marvel and start doing some good stuff. The Singerverse is awful, and I just watched Apocalypse uh, two nights ago, and I... I have so many hateful things to say before we even get into Dark Phoenix. So it can only be better than what I have in my mind. Yeah. I, I know I did not enjoy Apocalypse either. And you're usually more of the comic book apologist than I am, but we were we were pretty close on our hatred of of Apocalypse. I tried to like it. I really did. Yeah. Well, we'll get to see how it all wraps up this week when we when we go see Dark Phoenix and talk about it. So until then, talk to us on Twitter and Facebook. You can email us at twoviewsmovies at gmail.com. Leave us a review on the app stores. I think that's it for us. We will catch you next time. What should we do next? Something good? Something bad? Bit of both? Bit of both?